I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Today, what can I do today to make Ben's life more worth living? And then doing that thing. We have such a responsibility as married couples, as partners, don't you think? On today's episode, Liz and I talk about the importance of celebrating anniversaries in your relationship. And we offer four tips for improving your connection and making anniversaries more meaningful. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey friends, the doctors are in the house. Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Connection podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Dave, professor here at Utah State University, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Dr. Liz Hale, licensed clinical psychologist. Liz, are you ready for the show? Hello. Hello, ready. Awesome. Hey, let me give you a little bit of that's great. Let me give you a little bit of background uh, as to this episode, what we're talking about today. First, the Utah Marriage Commission. So I'll set up with this. The Utah Marriage Commission, we've talked about it a little bit before. It produces this show and it's been around for a long time. In fact, Liz, we've just celebrated our 24 year anniversary. This is the longest marriage commission in the United States. And so I think wow. it's something to be to be proud of and to be celebrated. So that means that next year, Liz, is our is it silver? Is twenty five years yep, silver? It'll be it'll be silver, silver anniversary. And we're going to be doing all kinds of some fun activities, conferences. So look forward to next year as we celebrate 25 years of the Utah Marriage Commission. Speaking of looking forward and our topic today, Liz, we're talking about anniversaries, anniversaries in our relationships. Now, tell why, why, why are they so important? Have you seen this in the work that you've done? Well, I, I've seen them be unimportant, sadly. I don't think we revere mm-hmm. our anniversaries nearly like we could and we should. I recently checked in with a well-seasoned couple in my practice, hadn't heard from them for a couple months, and uh, they were kind enough to write back and update me. And he spoke for both of them, and he said, uh, and she was on this the link to, what do you call that? She was on the thread. Is that the thread? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The three yeah, of us are on the this thread. thread. We're checking in and he he responds for both of them and says, um, you know what? We just celebrated our 45th wedding anniversary. And I thought that's, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. And he goes, and we figured that was 16,500 days roughly. And I think in reflecting on our marriage, my wife and I, we both agree that 16,500 days, too many of those were wasted in petty grievances and really upset, hurt feelings. And we're vowing to make this next year much better. So good for them, Dave. That inspires me, you know, to make those <laughs> next 352 days better. And every day we get a chance at a do-over. At least that's how I live my life. Today, what can I do today to make Ben's life more worth living? 
and then doing that thing. We have such a responsibility as married couples, as partners, don't you think? Absolutely, we do, to make each day better. And we don't know how many more days or anniversaries uh, that we get, right? So to really just celebrate each day that we have with our partner spouse. That's so well said. Dear friends of mine, a friend just lost her husband. And um, so we celebrated Mm -hmm. his birthday that came along, the first birthday, of course, the first anniversary. And there painful times. And it's a great reminder for all of us that life is so tender, so fragile, and we need to enjoy each day, each each landmark, each anniversary. Uh, We both have um, anniversaries coming up, Dave. My ninth, your 24th as well, right? And this this particular segment has really taught me also to really revere Ben and our marriage. I'm really proud of these nine years. They've not been smooth and easy. Right. There were the bad old days yeah. that I was mainly responsible for. And that's kind of I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. But I, I was a bit of a character. You know, I've I've had some parts about me that you wouldn't ever think a marriage therapist would have about them. But um, I don't know. Do you do you like movies, Dave? Are you good? Oh, uh, yeah. Buff? My wife. And I have. Do you? Yep. I yep. love I, movies. I love a good marriage movie. I love a good marriage movie with with impact and meaning and one of my favorite movies to date along that line would be hope springs meryl streep and tommy lee jones are starring in it they are Kay and arnold respectively and they're getting ready to celebrate their 35th 31st excuse me wedding anniversary but things are pretty stagnant and i think this anniversary brings to meryl streep's character some insight like you know what we're sleeping in separate bedrooms things have become a little stale she decides that she's going to invite Arnold to an intensive marital weekend retreat with Steve Carroll, who plays the marriage therapist. And uh, it's quite darling, and it's really quite raw and real. I think many couples can find themselves in that movie. But there is part of the movie that shows this 31st wedding anniversary dinner. The adult children are over, sitting around the table, and Arnold is kind of gruff, as Tommy Lee, Lee Jones can portray so well, right? He's cutting the roast beef mm. at the dinner table, and Meryl Streep's opening a wedding gift from the adult children. And it's his gorgeous crystal candlesticks, and you can see that these adult children are really interested in their parents' marriage, if not concerned. And the daughter says to her parents, so what did you guys get each other? You know, what is 31? Is it crystal? Is it paper? And she's trying to be really quite cute about it. And Meryl Streep says, no, you know, it's nothing really special. It's just kind of an unremarkable year. And, oh, we did get the movie channel, however. And that's a lot of channels. <laughs> you know, oh and they're God. all looking at each other like, wow, is that as good as this gets, right? And another reason why I like this movie, Dave, it's interesting as a marriage therapist of 30 years. Through my time, I, it's not unusual for me to hear from adult children. They will send me an email. And I can't really um, uh, accept or deny, right, confirm or deny that I'm seeing their parents, but their heart on the pages is so palatable when they're worried about their parents and they tell me their side of the story. And I'm always wanting to remind adult children that there's so much of the picture of your parents' marriage that's behind closed doors that you really don't understand. Sometimes we, we know less than we think we do, you know? And I remind also parents that your adult children are watching you and it's never too late to learn how to be, to have a more loving, happy marriage. Children really want to see the best for their parents. 
You know, and, and I and I know yeah. we have divorce in our society, and I would never say it'd be unethical in me, Dave, to say we should never divorce, right? But I gotta tell right. you, even though both of my parents are gone now, I'm really grateful that they stayed married. They could have easily divorced. And their marriage was kind of heading that way towards the end of my mom's life. Um, but just just my own personal life story, I'm grateful that my parents stayed married. Yeah. I think it's hard to really talk to young couples who are considering divorce that this is life changing. Yeah, it really is, Liz. I, I like that, that your parents, they, they stayed married. You know, they had the ups and the downs. My parents have been married 50, 56 years through the ups and downs. But the more, as I look at the research from the research aspect of it, I'm seeing more of what um, is often called gray, have you, gray divorce. Have you heard of that term gray divorce before? You bet. Talks about bet. really those who are age 50 and over, we're seeing the divorce rate increase in those. And so when you say that story, you know, the, the, the movie and hey, this isn't that big a deal, 31 years. You see those couples now where it's not a big deal and they are, they're drifting apart. In fact, the divorce, the great divorce rate doubled between 1990 to 2010. And so the other divorce rates are kind of, you know, going down a little bit, but great divorce is actually spiking. So it is, it's super important to be able to celebrate those anniversaries because if you don't, it will naturally mm -hmm. drift apart. Mm -hmm. Why do you suppose there is more divorce in later marriages? Any any thoughts about that? I, I have one thought, just that we expect a lot more from marriage today, I think, than ever before. Right? We have very high expectations. What what do you think and see? We do. Yeah, that's one of them is the expectations that our partner, our spouse, is to meet all mm -hmm. of our of our needs. That's a lot of pressure actually to be able to do that. You bet. Also, one person? Yeah. Yeah. How, how are they supposed to meet all of our needs? I also see couples who don't have that um, connection, something that bonds them, something to do together to go, you know, couples will have, yeah. maybe they like to go and they travel or they have a, you know, they play pickleball or something that they have in common. Mm -hmm. And when the kids are gone, mm -hmm. you have to see this empty nest uh, marriage. So you've yeah. got to have that connection throughout it and kind of almost reinvent themselves after the kids leave. Yes. Oh, I love that. You know, I hope my parents don't ever mind me sharing examples from their own marriage. They're not here for me to ask. So I'm praying that they support me doing so. But, you know, just in that later stage of, of married life for them, when my dad was on his way out and uh, my mother got deathly ill, hmm. first was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre. And then within the next year, I believe it was um, Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. And um, I saw my dad do an about face. Hmm. I don't know if there was a, a joining of the, the hearts or the the light bulb turned on, like, what am I doing? But he became her fiercest protector and caregiver. I had never seen him in that role. They had been very independent in their roles growing up. She had her role, he had his, and they didn't ever really correlate too much, right, overlap. Hmm. But I will always be grateful to him for that example of sacrifice. And I don't know why he changed. You know, they had been high school sweethearts, so they had a very long mm -hmm. um, courtship of, of, of love. And, and through the years, even though it could have easily gone a different direction, I'm really grateful to them that it didn't. Even though sometimes divorce is a necessity, I'm always grateful for couples who find a way of bringing it back around, of finding love again of getting on the other side of uh, betrayal, let's say, or anything else that's, that's just so darn painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, Liz. Um, being able to, to 
to see others and not, not judge others and say, Oh, you know, they, they divorce or they stuck together. But I think that we can learn. I have siblings who've been through divorce as well and have both remarried and been able to find that, that happiness. Yeah. We'll be right back after this brief message. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold in October of 1985. A woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And we're back. Well, let's dive right in. You know, recently we did a, this segment on anniversaries on Studio 5. And and after the segment was done, there was a couple in the kitchen. They must have been doing a cooking segment together before I came on. And and they stopped me after that. And they said, you know what? Our 24th, that's kind of the theme here. Yeah. Our 24th anniversary is next week. And we we have never really celebrated our anniversaries. I don't know why we haven't. We would always come last. Everything else came first, right, with our children and their events. But we're going to vow to do it differently this year. I think that's what's so exciting about an anniversary. It's a great time for a reflection and renewal. What went well? What didn't go so well? And what can we vow to do differently? Mm. In, in your married life with, with Jamie of 24 years, um, you, you had mentioned once you did a really, you have this sweet tradition. I've never heard of such a thing. Do you mind telling our listeners? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you bet. I'm, I'm happy to share. You know, from our first anniversary, started, uh, you know, one year married together. I decided um, early on, I don't know where I got this, but I, I decided to buy her one rose for every year that we were married. And then I would write her a poem. And so I would keep track. Um, back then it was probably on some notes and now it's in my, in my phone, just about the, the vacations that, you know, the big things that we did together. Um, whether, you know, it was a trip or an experience or it was a birth of a child or whatever it was, the events of that year. And I would write her a poem that would rhyme. And I, and I, and I still do that today, um, with the events of, of what we've done, just as a reminder, kind of as a reflection to look back wow. and, and she's kept all those. She keeps all those. And then, so it'll be, yeah, 24 uh, roses this year. And then the, the poem that rhymes, but it, it's Aww. just something that says, Hey, this is important. This is special. This is, this is significant. And I think it's important for couples to do that. Now they don't need necessarily do, you know, what we did, but to come up with their own rituals, their own celebration That's again, lovely. to, to come together and to connect. That's a catalog of your life. That's just beautiful. I'm so happy Jamie has those. And she has them like all together, I understand, right? She really, yeah. is, those are a treasure to her. They are, yeah. When, when you and Jamie celebrate your anniversary, do, do your kids get involved? Have they ever taken an interest? You know, uh, it's funny that you say that. It was about, uh, I think our oldest was maybe 12. So they're 12, 10, 
eight and six at the time. We're, we're living in Missouri. I'm a professor there at, at Mizzou and our anniversary is coming up and our children, Liz, this is the craziest thing at 12, 10, eight and six, they prepared us a, a candlelight dinner downstairs. And so they, they got this little card table. They put a, a tablecloth on it. They even had some, some flowers, some music in the background wow. and they had, they made this tacos and this salad and, and the, the best part these chocolate dipped strawberries that they had just melted oh some chocolate. That's, I think some chocolate chips and they had just kind of stirred around the, the strawberries. They're kind of messy, but I'll never forget that because they knew that our anniversaries were special. And so they wanted to get involved and do something um, special. So I, I think with couples, you know, sometimes it's hard to get away and, you know, have a night away, especially if you yeah. have young kids. And so I think it's okay sometimes to involve the children in the anniversary, the celebration, the commemoration, to get out your your wedding video, your scrapbook, and to look through some of those things to, to let them know how special that day is. And how special your partner is to each other, right? Sometimes yes. I will even encourage uh, married people to teach their children, like someone, a child might say, how come daddy gets a bigger piece of pie? Oh, honey, don't you know that I love daddy best? Don't you know that? And, you know, it's not that we love best maybe, although I don't mind that. There's a different kind of love. And it's a love that they too have something to look forward to creating when they marry one day. Yeah. I, I love the fact when that you have involved your children, that you've really taught them that this is to be revered. Mom and dad, you know, we didn't exist together until we came together and that's worth celebrating. And if it weren't for us coming together, none of you would be here. Yeah, I love that you Birthdays are big celebrations often in families. I love that a wedding birthday can also be such a big deal. One of my little uh, cousins, in the, she was probably six years old, and she overheard all of us talking about her parents' wedding and um, what a beautiful occasion that was. And she looks to her mom. She goes, Mommy, was, was I at your wedding now? And uh, my cousin Megan said, Oh, no, honey, that was before you were born. She goes, Oh. And she, her little mind's thinking. She goes, You know what? But I bet. I bet from where I was, God lifted me up so I could peek. Oh, I thought that was so precious. So I could peek in and see you getting married. Isn't that tender? I oh, love that. That is wonderful. We're, oh, that's awesome. We are modeling and teaching kiddos all the time about what they have to look forward to, about how we love each other, that it's a special kind of love, that every day we put energy and effort into it. So good for you. I, I love that about you. Um, what else can we say about anniversaries? You know, in doing that segment on, on, well, I wanted to ask you first, before we go further, your oldest Chandler, who was probably spearheading the beautiful chocolate covered strawberries back when she was 12, right? That's right. She's yeah. probably been very open with you about her new marriage and why she chose this good man she chose. What, what have you learned from Chandler? Cause I'm yeah. sure she learned it from you and Jamie. I, I, I hope so. We haven't had the perfect marriage, but we've really, especially as a professor of marriage, I, I really tried to instill in her from a young age, both through word and through example, through our own marriage of of how a man should treat her, really, of what to expect yeah. in that. Now, she's dating John and getting to know him better. I actually paid for their marriage counseling list. I think for, I'm going to put a little plug in here. I think all couples should have, go through pre-marriage um, counseling. And so I paid for the sessions. It was like six sessions for her to go because I knew how important that this commitment is. So we did, yes. we talked about, I asked her, you know, what, what is it? Do you like about John? What is it that draws you closer together? Other than, you know, the physical attraction, what, what is it? 
And I asked John actually the same thing. So I had a little interview, right? A little daddy interview with, with John nice. and talked with him. And then I talked with them both about that, about how it takes um, commitment and work and how the wedding day is, is so wonderful. And it is, but man, that the work and the, the loyalty, the commitment, the forgiveness, the kindness, the mm. gratitude, I could go on and on about the little things that really keep that connection close together. Oh, I love that. And I'm so impressed that you and Jamie paid for pre-marriage therapy. I just think that's brilliant. I wish more couples, I wish I saw more of them, Dave, but I don't really, you know, because sometimes we get a little too overly confident in our love for each other. We think, ah, you know, we'll be fine, right? Our love will, will prevail. We have a love like no other. And I just wish couples and even their parents would just take a moment to say, that is a priceless wedding gift. And there are so many great um, models right now of questionnaires you can take, right? Yes. We have a couple free ones for those who live in Utah, the prep yeah. and yeah, the yeah. relate. That's Is that right. on strongermarriage.org? Yeah, strongermarriage.org. Yeah, they can take relate. It's free. It's usually $40. If yep. they go to our website, you, you can take it for free as e-prep as well. Oh, that is, I think that is terrific. I love also Simbus. It's um, saving your marriage before it starts. It's uh, from a couple out of SPU where I received my doctorate, uh, Les and Leslie Parrott. And I love that one too. There's so much good, right? We know more than ever before today about what makes marriage work and thrive, that it's a shame to not get educated. Yeah, it, it really is, Liz. In fact, you've got, you have some tips for us, right? You have some tips as far yeah. as what to do to, to revere the celebration, this, this yeah. wedding anniversary. Let's go through those. Uh, I think we've got four tips. The first one you say is to be authentic. What, what do you mean? Well, I think why that comes up is I see so many young couples who are comparing their marriage to another marriage, right? Somebody else's, their sisters, their best friends, and they're often falling short. Um, but I, and of my, of my 30 years of being a marriage therapist, I have yet to say two couples who are anything alike. Every uh, marriage is unique. And I think it's great to respect and to celebrate the uniqueness of your own marriage. Vow to keep the vision alive of what you want your marriage to be in this next year. Focus on that vision. Not what happened a couple of years ago, uh, not what you don't like, but what is the ideal vision? And then keep that focus because whatever we focus on grows. So vow to keep a vision. Uh, I like that one, uh, Liz. I, I've once heard that one of my favorite quotes on this is comparison is the thief of joy. I think it's the Theodore Roosevelt Ooh. who said that comparison Ooh. is the thief of joy. So as soon as we start comparing our relationship with, with others, yeah, that kind of our, our happiness meter uh, goes down. Uh, second one you say is be be attentive. What do you, what do you mean by mm -hmm. be attentive? Well, and be attentive and, and be, um, be humble, right? Ask mm -hmm. those open-ended questions. Let's say it is your anniversary and we get out a list of questions. You know, what was the best part about last year? What mm -hmm. was the hardest part? And how are we doing in that recovery? What do you hope to see me do differently this next year? What would you like us to experience together? How can we have more fun together? What would you like to see? And what would I like to see? Vow to be the person who changes your partner's world for the better, because that's the kind of power we have, Dave, in marriage. We are so powerful for better or for worse. I could ruin a perfectly good day with my husband. I could think of something to do or to say that could send it to heck in a handbasket. I could also think of something to do or to say that could send this beautiful evening we're having on into the next day. Just by me, Liz, right? With no buy-in from Ben, just me. So we are 
powerful beyond measure. We're power, more powerful than we ever realized. Yeah. I, Liz, I love that you started with humility. I honestly see that as one of the, the most important virtues in the relationship work and the, in the science and the studies yeah. that I've done. Gottman and others have shown it as well, especially men being open to influence, the influence yeah. of their partner. Super, super important. And I think finding the glory in your marital story is, is how I uh-huh. summarize I like that. that. Love, oh, love that the tip. glory in your story. Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, tip number three, Liz, you say be appreciative. What are you talking about? Yep. You know, appreciate each other and appreciate what you can do as a couple, no matter your age. You know, it's it's tough when we all get a bit a little bit older. Our abilities sometimes change. We get a little bored. And I think it was John Gottman who said that boredom can kill a relationship. Just silently, mm-hmm. it can kill it. While new experiences keep things kind of alive and fresh and renewed. You know, most couples stop having fun fairly early on. And that's the, one of the greatest mistakes John Gottman refers to is we stop having fun. So be bold, dance in the living room, learn to take a, learn how to cook together, take a cooking class even online or an art class, do something different, get outside, maybe get some bikes if you haven't been bikers before, think outside the box, but vow to be more appreciative of your partner, appreciate what they can do, appreciate who they are. Um, You know, sometimes we'll talk in marriage therapy about appreciating your husband when he does the dishes and what will the wife say? What was the last time someone thanked me for doing the dishes, right? You know, and she has a very good point. We need to appreciate, appreciate each other in the little things, the day in and the day out. It's like, whoa, the bed is made. That looks beautiful. Just talking out loud, thinking out loud of, wow, this is what I really love and I value. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think you've hit one of the keys, honestly, as I look at the research with gratitude and I call it, you, you touched upon some of these, I call it invisible work. It's that, that work mm. often around the house that we don't notice until, until it's not done like the laundry <laughs> or the, the clothes right. or the bed, not made, or you're picking up clothes off the floor, all those little things around the house. We tend to, at least I'm going to admit on myself, I tend not to see and notice those things until they're not done. And then I see the mess and then, it, then I'm more likely to point out. So I need to be more aware of really being grateful and not just feeling grateful, but actually expressing it, expressing gratitude. Man, that dinner was delicious. Or wow. Yeah. The house looks great, honey. Or thanks so much oh. for doing my laundry. Uh, so just those little things I think are super important. It's just like music to our ears, isn't it? I just, we love that. We just love it. We just feel closer to our partner when we feel seen and noticed and appreciated. Yes. Yep. That's right. And that leads to our number four. I'm a huge fan of this one. And that is be affectionate. (laughs) It is a good one, isn't it? You know, I I love Dr. Sue Johnson's work and she reminds us that marriages fail not because of conflict. They fail because of a decrease in affection. So Hmm. think about where can you and I be more affectionate in our marriages? How can we make a a pact to never pass each other in the hall without some kind of touch, you know, or a peck or something that shows like, I see you and I'm so glad you're here. I would think that something would be very wrong in my own marriage if Ben didn't pass by me without a swat on my tush. It just, it's just (laughs) natural, right? It's one of those things I never try never to take for granted, but that I love. And it's a ritual, if you will, that just uh, is, is for us. So vow to be more affectionate in the coming year. Find those ways you can really convey, like, I see you, I love you, and I'm so glad that you're mine, that we have each other. 
for this this marriage and to grow and to make mistakes and to recover and to become better all for it. Oh man, Liz, this has been great. I, I really love these. I love these four uh, that you've talked about. I love, um, anniversaries. As you know, I'm a big fan of the, of anniversaries as we wrap things up. And as we talk about our, our takeaway, uh, of the day, I mean, there's so many great things that we've talked about. I think my mm-hmm. takeaway though, is when it comes to anniversaries, I, I think meaningful affection and reflection can lead to closer emotional connection that when we really, um, are mindful and it takes awareness. It takes understanding, seeing things from another person's perspective. Even when my wife says, oh, I really like this or that, then you know what I try to do? I, I try to jot it down right here in my That's phone nice. shortly after so she doesn't see, but to yeah. really be intentional with our anniversaries. What about you? What's your takeaway? I love that. I just, I think small things often, you know, it's often my takeaway, Jerry, mm-hmm. but I can't stress it enough that oftentimes we don't need a major overhaul, but if we could just focus on the small little things that make us feel loved, makes our, make our partner feel loved and seen and known. We can have a different kind of marriage. Those things really add up. They add to that emotional bank account, especially as we just review being authentic, being attentive, being appreciative, and being affectionate. I think those um, are key, whether we're celebrating an anniversary or just an average day, we're just glad to be alive. You know, Liz, I think that it's all kind of come together for me now. As you talk about these little things, you know, one big, you know, vacation to uh, Hawaii or Mexico or something on our anniversary. If we're not doing those little things all along the way, then one big trip or vacation or something, it may be wonderful, but it, it's not as meaningful and that connection's not as deep if we haven't been doing the small things often mm-hmm. as you talk about those, those little things. And so as we wrap up our, our invitation to you really as listeners, is to do those little things that lead up to the big thing. And that's important as well. Talk about, plan an anniversary. Our 25th anniversary is coming up next year. But you know what? We're already talking about it right now, about what we want to do and where we want to go and what what week should we go. So it's a year out, but we're still thinking about it. We're still talking about it. But in between those big celebrations, we're doing the, the small and simple little things that, that keep us together. So... Thanks for so much for listening. Uh, this episode, all about anniversaries. You can find our notes in the show notes at strongermarriage.org. And thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Do us a favor and take a few minutes, if you haven't already, to subscribe to our podcast and the Utah Marriage Commission YouTube channel. Leave a review and share with a friend. You can also follow and message us on Instagram at Stronger Marriage Life and on Facebook at Stronger Marriage. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what topics you want us to explore or what you loved about today's episode. And don't forget to check out our website, strongermarriage.org, for show notes and more great resources from the Utah Marriage Commission for improving your relationship connection. Finally, a big thanks to Utah State University Extension, Rex Polanis, Kirsten Wilson, and the Utah Marriage Commission for producing each episode.